guys, this is Jesse Neal. This is Keith King Bay. And you're listening to New Player Has Joined, a podcast about the video games people love and why they love them. Today's episode is our launch episode, and it's Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything yes. talking about Fez. Fez. Great, Such an awesome great game. puzzle indie game. Adam's quite a connoisseur of video games, as we find out. He's got a lot of insight into this. If, if video games were wine, he would smell it. Uh, that, that's <laughs> if, the... if video games were wine, he would be drunk at all times. <laughs> so here we go with Adam Conover talking about Fez. So put on that seatbelt. We're not going anywhere. Grab that popcorn. It's not a movie. Put on that beer hat. Or a football Tell game. Tell your mom to be quiet. It's just mean. Buckle in. Already said the seatbelt. Cats okay. are just boring dogs. <laughs> nope. And get ready. For the first episode of New Player Has Joined. Destiny 2 because we're gluttons for punishment. Uh, yeah. Something about Jesse is uh, he condemned Destiny forever oh, God, until yes. he actually played it and was like, oh, I get why people are addicted to this. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, you were talking about it. it's the same uh, the same reaction in your brain that you get when you're gambling. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's like you're pulling that lever every single time. Like, I wonder what I get on yeah. this run or what gun I get or what weapon I get, essentially, which is most MMO games. Yeah. See, so, I, I, I play Destiny as well because I knew a bunch of people who were playing it. You know, like a guy... Um, I know it was like, hey, I got a code, and you can join a clan with all these like sort of game industry people. I was like, oh, that sounds great. I, everyone's playing it at once. I want to go play with them. Right. And it did not suck me in enough. Yeah. To, I didn't finish the campaign, and I quit about a week ago. Yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong is the correct way to like approach that <laughs> at all. I think Destiny when it came out was like, oh, we're kind of a clusterfuck, and they kind of need to like get regain themselves to get more popularity essentially like yeah. it should have failed in my opinion as somebody played Destiny one. it was so bad yeah. like Peter <laughs> Dinklage totally mailed it in it was to the yeah, point where I, it was like laughable I didn't I didn't play it because everyone w- said it was bad and then but then a couple people like you know I think like Jason Schreier, Kotaku, some people I like like that were like, oh, we're still playing it and the, the DLCs are good. I'm like, I don't understand why they kept playing it at all Yeah, because they all hated it at the beginning. But then they were like, we all stuck with it and it got not as terrible. I was like, wouldn't, why? You wouldn't eat a meal if the first bite was garbage. You're like, but once you get to the middle yeah. of this burger, there's one sweet bite. You'd be like, no, this burger is a bad burger then. Yeah. I think everybody likes to grind or at least if that's in you as a gamer, it's like if part of me wants to grind or get gear this is like a relaxing game where it like feels like it's, it's a fun shooter but the hindsight you're like oh what's going on there's yeah. no real point to it this. is the most relaxing game i've ever played where you're just killing things constantly <laughs> yeah but then at the end of the day i do put down the controller and i'm like what did i accomplish yeah like in any level with other video games i get like i progress the story like i learn something new about a character but you with, feel yes, differently yeah. when you play that with me and mike or like your friends or something yeah, well, like that's that you thing, get out of it is i play with people that i know and i'm like oh well i'm just hanging out with friends that's different that that's why i wanted to try it because i wanted to hang out with friends but i could <laughs> never i could never actually play with anyone online because i was 100 points behind everybody <laughs> 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 I was seriously in a clan. I'm in a clan with uh, with like about 50 people in it, and I started the game like fucking four days after it came out, <laughs> and everyone was 100 points yeah. ahead of me, and I couldn't do anything with right. them. And then I was like, okay, let me just go through the campaign, and I was bored in the campaign because yeah. it's just like, 
You don't do anything. No. You, you hold R2 until it's all dead. You know? <laughs> How you is do. that not the name of this game? And, like, that's fine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is called A New Players Join Podcast. Podcast where we talk to people about the video games video they games, love games, and games, why games. they love them. <laughs> Destiny 2 is not the game we are talking about today. No, today we've got a very special guest to, to talk about one of my favorite games of a Absolute. game I would describe as one of my top five of all time. Ooh. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, we're joined by uh, the host and star of Adam Ruins Everything, the very funny, very talented Adam Conover. Hello. Thank you thank so you. much for being so here. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And and what game are we talking about today, Adam? Uh, we're gonna talk about Feds. Hell yeah, we're gonna Fez. talk about Feds. So when Jesse yeah. first told me about Feds, uh, it was like an hour. Uh, there was no breaks in between. It was like, I have to show you this yeah. game. I learned circular breathing just so I could tell you about this game. Had you played it? When did when did this happen? That you I had it? it on Steam, so I played it on PC, and I kind of okay. gave it a shot. And then I jumped back in on PlayStation and just was like, oh, now I totally get why it is. Like, yeah. you have yeah. to have like you have to be in the mood for it. I totally get like what Fez is. So I think when I first saw, it, I was like just not in that mindset. But then when I really saw what it was, I was like, oh, this is the most. How like, could you not be in the mindset? It's so relaxing, right. and Beautiful for for the uninitiated for anybody who hasn't played this game Fez is uh, a notorious indie game that was released I believe in 2013 it yeah. is a 2D puzzle platformer in which you uh, you explore three dimensions two dimensions at a time by turning the screen as though it were a cube to see all sides of it so there's a lot of uh, spatial exploration yeah. that goes at, on. At any moment, you're looking at a plane, like a normal 2D pixel art game, mm-hmm. but then you can press R1, R or L to rotate it, and then you will have a new spot on the screen based on sort of how your 2D space in the previous game, you know, interpolates onto the new space. Exactly. So you can look at it. You can look at it's everyone like, for any. It's four like a sides. Rubik's cube. Is like yeah, yeah. And exactly. But the thing is, that's like the that is the surface. That's like the log line. That's the mm-hmm. elevator right. pitch. Exactly. You know? Uh, the actual game has so much uh, more to talk about, and so much, uh, yeah. so many <laughs> mysteries and secrets and beautiful things about it. I mean, the other the other main thing that I that I think people need to know about it is that it was um, developed by uh, this dude Phil Fish mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a single programmer named. Do you remember his name? Renard. I don't. It's uh, it's French Canadian, so, right? Yeah, yeah. They're both they're they're both French Canadians. Yeah. Um, it's Renard something. I just forget because the name was too French to remember. Yeah, yeah. And Phil French. Fish's name actually in, in French is like whatever French for fish is. And he just, <laughs> he just tells people his name is it's Phil like Fish. <laughs> yeah, he like changed his he he translated his name That's into so English funny. basically. His name is like Philippe Pesquet or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, I'm sorry. This is that's insulting to him for me to like, <laughs> well, no, make up what just, I. This is probably his name. But before uh, we continue on, I just want to say before we start talking about this guy more, this is the first bit of information that should raise a red flag in your head. Of just like where is yeah, this yeah. guy's mindset? Is this guy's well, so, eccentric. So he, so he, uh, so the two of them uh, developed the game for mm-hmm. for five years um, as a as a two person team, and it's a uh, so it's a real labor of love on the game and and it and it really shows i oh, mean yeah. that's that's yeah. one of my favorite things about it is that it is really the apotheosis of like every pixel is placed just so like yeah, it's right. every every scene is every environment is how do we make this maximum beautiful how do we make it you know and and the um uh the really Incredible! Th- am, am I am I just like listing too quickly all the things? No, I love you like go, you're you go. It, keep okay. going. So just keep saying more words and more more so made the, up French names. So the thing <laughs> about the game is we've you know we've all played 
you know, beautiful pixel art games yeah. where it's like, oh, this is this is so gorgeous and like, oh, you know, like the sort of modern pixel art. Game. I love that so much. What's unique about this that that is almost like hard to wrap my head around is that. It, it, instead of it being like you know a game like I don't know Undertale where a guy draws a lot of sprites and mm-hmm. you know um, you know or you know Stardew Valley you know okay mm-hmm. or p- placing them all over this is this game is actually 3D environments yeah um, with textures mapped onto them yes. that uh, they're they're you know they are they're three they're created in 3D there's polygons there you know there are these spaced out but it's done in such a way that each 3D area or map when viewed from any of the four directions looks like beautiful pixel art. Does that make sense? No, that totally makes sense. And you only see that it's 3D in the moment that you rotate it. You see for a moment it all turn and you're like, oh wait, every one, every, you know, this like little block with grass that's just so, or like this like, (laughs) you know, this this pixel art sculpture that I was just admiring for the beautiful shading was actually a 3D object that has another side to it. And this thing that I thought was just like, Oh, here's a little, you know, lighter spot of it was actually an extruded 3D right. object. Does that make sense? No, yes. Um and so uh and so the the level of detail to do that when you you know just from an yeah. art perspective, just from like a level design, not even how it plays, just how it looks is it's like 10 times more complex to do it that way just to do this one like my you know much smaller effect of, right. of that year. Does that make sense? No, like, it makes sense. You only even see the 3D-ness for a, for a second. For a second, you I know? Think, just I to think let you I, know that it's there. I yeah. think uh, the thing about this game, especially is what I was saying before, was um, most games, it's like a finish line, like a shooter or a puzzle. Like Mostly it's just like, hurry up, you have to get to the next thing. You have to hurry up, you have to hurry up. And this is the first game that's like, just relax, enjoy it, enjoy the puzzle, be yeah. in the moment, the like, first time be I, playing yeah. it. The first time I played this game, it opened up on that first village scene, and I didn't, like, you know, when you play a game, you're like, all right, what am I doing? Where am I going? Uh, when that scene opened up, I said to myself, where am I? Right. And not, like, as the character. It's just like, what world did I just jump into? Yeah. It, the music is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, the, the scenery mu- is bright the, and wonderful. The music, I just want to say, is by Disaster Piece, yes. who, if, if you guys, do, uh, you do know him, obviously. He's um, straight up just, like, one of my favorite musicians. Like, <laughs> <Right>. he's, <laughs> I, I own a couple of, he also did the soundtrack for Hyperlight Drifter, and he did. It Follows. And right? It Follows, yeah, yeah. which I have not seen because it looks too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I actually, I hate horror movies. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen it as a result. But yeah, D- Disaster Piece's, music is so incredible yeah. and so gorgeous and like it, it you know it's it's in a sort of a chiptune vernacular you know it has a sort of a chiptune sound but there's an immense amount of bass in it there's um uh like it, it's, it's just ambiance. really compl- it's, yeah it it's, is it's ambiance. Pure ambiance and he is more than I, I think the thing that people don't appreciate enough about video game music or or you know as a form Video game scoring is probably, of all the art forms associated with video games, is probably the one that is, you know, least appreciated for what it is. Because the thing that video game scoring can do that um, film scores can't is that they can change with what you're doing, yeah. right? That, that the score can be dynamic, right. Yeah. right? And the Fez score does that. So when you, for instance, when you go behind an object, the score will change. Or if yep. you we'll get, get a... muffled the first time. Yeah, or if you get a certain item, or when you go into a certain area, it'll add another layer. And so, and that, you know, the, and it's possible to do that cheaply. Plenty of games have, have done that in mm-hmm. simple ways. But this is a game that does it in, you don't even notice it's doing it. Right. 
because the it's this very you know the the score is very like drawn out and it's sort of it's sort of like an ocean you know it's like mm-hmm. these these ri- rising and cresting waves and so yeah it's very subtle when it happens um, but so it's it's really it's really really brilliant so you realize that like the the score is as almost dynamic as playing the game itself and that it's this like sort of moving algorithm of music that is responding to what you're doing to create a certain emotion it's it's really really something um uh and i have it on vinyl there you go there you go i I wanted to hear (laughs) i I buy video game soundtracks on vinyl despite that being the most pointless the most pointless thing no it's gorgeous i love playing it's gorgeous but it's it's i mean even the the benefits of analog of like vinyl are like already scientifically debatable. The idea that like vinyl actually sounds better is like yeah, a little right. bit of a myth. Um, but the fact that this <laughs> you just ruined vinyl for us. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is a little bit of a myth. Um, uh, there, there. We could get into that. Um, but uh, it, it, the the idea of taking a digital soundtrack and putting it on vinyl is, on the face of it, silly. You know, yeah, it's right. not even it's not even the native format it yeah, it, it, it was originally recorded. came in. Yeah. But it's just like the object is nice. I wanna. Right. I just wanna own it. I wanna have yeah. it in my house. It's a piece of it's art. Collector's yes. item. Yes. Yes. Art. Yeah. it is so a collector's item. When I when I played this game, when I played it the first time, I got insane. Yeah. Like somewhere back in Brooklyn is a notebook filled yeah. with symbols for numbers and for letters. This game rewards you for you being interested. A lot of games don't reward you for being like, what's well, over that hill? Yeah. Nothing. But this game <laughs> turns you into Russell Crowe's character from A Beautiful Mind yes. a little bit, where it's like you walk into the bedroom and there's just red yarn connecting all of the things that you've taken notes well, on. Because, uh, yeah, the, so the thing is, the, here's the wonder, Here's another wonderful thing about the game, is that it works on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the mechanic that we discussed earlier with the rotating is the surface level mechanic. And you can pretty much, you can get through most of the game. You might even be able to get to, you know, the first ending quote. You know what I mean? You know how a lot of games have an ending where, like, you don't need, you don't actually beat the whole game. But it's just like, here's an ending so you can stop now if you want. You know, you get. It's it's almost a game's way of telling you that you've missed a good portion of the game to even have that ending in the first place. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's like Mario 64 is like the first game. It's You got the 50 star ending, not the 120 star ending or whatever, whatever, however it was. So. Uh, you know, so you can have a great time, you know, just with that mechanic. It's a very, you know, and it plays around with that mechanic and, and you know, has different variations and how it works, et cetera. Um, but then there's this whole other level of um, environmental storytelling and mm-hmm. puzzle creation yeah. that is like really more than anything, I think, is like my video game crack. Like th- that's the really fascinating part about the game is that the uh, uh, there's puzzles throughout it that. You know, you need to in that opening area that you're talking about, like the village. You wake up in a village and you go get the you get a a, a magical fez comes on your head that gives you the power to rotate <laughs> in three dimensions, and a little guy says, "Go off on an adventure." Yep. Right? that's the beginning. Very very standard for a video game, um, but. It, on the walls of yeah. all the houses in yeah. the village of the opening village characters. I was just playing the game this morning, so I played through that part again. Yeah, yeah. And all of the all of their walls have just like, oh, here's a picture on the wall. Um, but n- having played the game before, I know that like those pictures are some of them are codes yep. for things that you need to do yep. later. Like the owls. it just looks like, oh, there's a Tetris piece and mm-hmm. oh, some sort of thing. Um, and and you're like, oh yeah, a Tetris piece because it's, re- it's a video game, so it's a reference to Tetris. But in fact, that's like it's giving you the clue for a code you need to solve later. Yeah. And then yeah, there's these images of of like, oh, there's an owl. What does that mean? Yeah. And 
That is, I looked at that uh, that this morning. I'm like, oh god! I started going down down like a lore rabbit hole because right. there's an incredibly <laughs> deep there's an incredibly deep uh set, you know set of stories and lore, um and the and so yeah in this game you you learn a language that man if you tell me in a video game in this video game you're gonna learn a language yeah you're gonna I, decipher an entire oh, alphabet from code and I, there I are it. more than there's more than one way to do it I found out again first oh, time yeah. I played this before I knew any information about it I'm like so you jump around and you look for things yeah, like, yeah my brain was cubes. like okay yeah. like well I'm not that into it Jesse's like download it again get on PS4 turn the fucking music up <laughs> like yeah. listen to it and he's like he started pointing out the walls and the paintings and like this well, is what this all means there's yeah. so much in Implicit storytelling, and I love games yeah. that don't shove the story down your throat, right. but they let you discover it. Bioshock yes. does that yeah. really well. Last of Us does that really well. And this one, the in Fez, the first time you get the ability to turn the world, and you're in that same village, when you turn to the backside of the world, there are houses there, and you go in, and they're dilapidated. And you're yes. like, oh, so... At some point, these people had the ability to do this, but they lost it yeah. because somebody used to live here, but it's fallen into disarray. Yep, yeah. and this is and and this is an I only really realized this. This is the kind of thing where if you go look up like lore threads, mm-hmm. and by the way, this game is not this game is a hit indie game. Yeah, but it doesn't have the crazy community that like say a Dark Souls does. Right. So this stuff is not cataloged, and so right. uh, you know the lore and the actual story has never it's been. It's all theories. It's all theories, and it's all just someone's thread where they're like, I think this or that, and you'll read it, and you're like, half of this sounds great, but the mm-hmm. other half doesn't check out. Somebody pointed out that. In most of the rooms, people don't have. Um, so in the starting village, everyone's like, "There's no such thing as cubes; only yeah. squares exist." Which like, <laughs> lets you know that that there's you know some that, heavy exposition <laughs> up top. Yeah, well, it's very funny. It's a yeah. parody kind of a, that kind of a exposition of like you know starting village people. You know, right. I heard um, there are monsters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I wrote a college humor video. Once I remember where, that one. Uh, I heard a rumor that monsters are coming back. That's, <laughs> that's what a kid says in every JRPG. Monsters are back. There's um, a legendary weapon. I hear somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, so they're they're doing sort of a version of that. But so you get the ability to rotate, and um, some of the rooms have uh, have things on the other walls. Mm-hmm. So when you start the game, you're only looking at all the rooms from from the 2D perspective because you haven't don't have the ability to rotate yet. Oh, then you true. you go back to the rooms yeah. and you can rotate around. And what I realized is Gomez, the main character, the room that you start in, right. he only has stuff on the one wall. Yeah. And when you rotate on the other two, you can see his drum kit from the other and his poster from the other angle. Yeah. But he doesn't have stuff on the other three walls. The only person who does is the is this old guy Geezer who is who also wearing a be. fez. Yeah. And he's the one who 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 sort of leads you to your your dimension rotating hat. And then there's this mayor character who has like a hidden room with stuff on all four walls yeah. showing that he like used he knows about the 3D but he's trying to keep it a secret from people. And then there's these dilapidated houses um that that have like images from a past fallen civilization that could see things in 3D. Mm-hmm. And so that is I literally didn't put that together. I I've loved this game and I you know I'll go read <laughs> lore about this game like every couple months. It's one of those where I'm like, you know, oh, I'm thinking about this game I played years ago. Let me go, you know, look up uh, some story details. I didn't put that together until today that like <laughs> that like that's how well thought out the story of the the story of the game is yeah. um that you're you're supposed to sort of put that pieces together that, those, it's incredibly intricate this is a game that's an indie game mm-hmm. we were yeah. talking about bungie a, a a company that has vast amounts of resources yeah. can create multiple stories do whatever they want 
And this game is vastly better yeah, telling a story yeah. without telling a fucking the, story. The, yeah. <laughs> this game is like, I mean, you know, so like I said, I just played Dark Souls and I, I had, I really had a blast. I loved it. And the, and the sort of, it does a very similar sort of storytelling where you have to sort of pick up from, yeah. you know, you read the item descriptions to learn the lore and you like see, you know, like uh, where this character was or what kind of item they were holding that implies, you know, the story to you. And one of the things that's cool is that feels like a very video game native type of storytelling like yeah. that's how yeah. how games tell story and but again yeah that's a that's a game made by a hundred people or whatever yeah, you know, right. in, um, at, at from software and this was a game made by one person yeah it makes five years seem like a short amount of time yeah, to right. make it game, they slaved over this yeah so the thing about depth in mm-hmm. this game I'm sorry to just go off of do this. your thing Dude. man I'm loving this <laughs> but so the thing about depth in this game is it is it works on so many levels um, so there's the level of just you're rotating you're picking up the little cubes mm-hmm. and you're making you know you're unlocking doors and you're just sort of exploring and it's leading you by the hand it's very nice and uh and feels very fun um then there's these more difficult puzzles where you're translating languages you're you're learning how the symbols work um and you're sort of putting the pieces together more right then there are puzzles in the game that like are very difficult where you're having to do math or uh, or <laughs> y- you know you're having to like manipulate the symbols in crazy ways or um, a lot I'm, of spatial logic going on. A lot on. of spatial logic. I'm, I'm Doesn't to... treat the gamer like they're dumb. Yeah, no, that's no. not at all. Like that's not yeah. gonna treat. They're like we treat you as an adult. I, in this I game. love a game where I have to pull out you know pen and paper yeah. and start like manipulating stuff or moving it around. And so there are puzzles that are like you know as hard as a puzzle I've played in any you know it, like the hardest puzzle in a Mist game or in yep. the Witness you know etc. Then there are puzzles that are so hard that. People only really were able to solve them sort of like... By brute force. Yeah, well, well I, I was about to get to those. <laughs> I, that's, that's the one that I haven't even got. There, there are puzzles that people had to solve sort of like like ARG style, like like where, the, where they would have to get together on a forum and right, say like, yep. let's, okay, how do we figure this out? Like, oh, maybe this goes with this or like if you transmit it that way. And then there is one puzzle mm-hmm. in the game that is so hard that even though... The player base has solved it. They don't know Why? what the solution is. <laughs> yeah. The like, black monolith puzzle, and I did every single thing in this game except for that last puzzle. And to this day, four years later, the internet hasn't figured out why the answer to this puzzle is yeah. what the answer so, is. So to so to fill you know fill the bit. So there's an end. You know there's the there's the normal ending. There's the hundred percent completion ending. Mm-hmm. Then there's like two or three more things that are just collectibles that you can right. get. They're a little mysterious that are like really off the beaten path. I got one by accident, and then I think I figured one other out, and then one other I had to look up. You know, because because again, some of these puzzles. This is not a game that I think is possible to a hundred percent by yourself. No. You eventually have to team up with at least one other person, right. and then really th- that that there are puzzles in it that are that difficult. You know, I did. Um, I'm very, very, very proud that I did um, every single puzzle in the witness um, uh, by myself. Um, uh, I, okay, I asked a friend once I got stuck, and he was like, "Look down," and I was like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have asked." Like it was something. Simple. <laughs> Whereas I'm now never asking again, and it wasn't even like a real. Hit. It was like it was for an early puzzle. But then, so like there, there are some incredible the the end puzzle in that game. Like only one percent of people who play the game beat it and you know figure See. out the puzzle. And I'm so proud. I interviewed Jonathan Blow, who developed it, and I told yeah, yeah. him I beat it, and he was. Was like wow, I'm impressed. Well, this is the thing I want to talk about. It's that feeling of pride because uh, Keith and I talk about this a lot. Like the things that a game gives you 
uh, are oftentimes things you don't realize that you're looking for or things that you realize you want. And with Fez, the first time I played this, I think about the first time I found an anti-cube because the game sets up, you're going to find all these cubes. You just run yeah. around, you jump and get them. Right. And then, you, then the anti-cube puzzle falls in your lap by accident, whichever one it is, and and uh, your your partner there, the, the floating um, uh, hypercube, tells you that, Actually, there are just as many of these cubes as there are of the other cubes. Uh, that's half the game. Goodbye. Yeah. And that, that feeling that I got was just like, holy shit, this world just opened up to double its size and yeah. 10 times its intensity. And I didn't realize when I started playing this game that that's what I wanted. Yeah. was for it to shock me and surprise me with how in-depth it got at every turn. And yeah. it did. Yeah. So it's... when you play this game... Do you have a moment of that that's just like, holy shit, this is bigger than I ever would have imagined? Yeah, I mean, I still had that when I, like I said, that 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 thing I realized today about the different sides yeah. of the building, like, it, you know, that's something that, that, that's something that got me in that way, you know? Um, by the way, that character Dot is that the floating hypercube mm-hmm. is really funny because it's it's like a parody of Navi or yes. that type of helper character from from right. Zelda. Dude, he's already answered like three of the <laughs> trivia questions from our trivia segment coming up. By just in in conversation, going to be was great it tri- was at it trivia it. about about Fez. It was yeah, yeah. Tri- <laughs> and it's it, one of them is the hypercube's name, and yeah, it's fucking Dot. Can we? Yeah. Well, can I just just play it this morning. Can we yeah. talk about how this game's left well, an uh, imprint uh, on both of you? I, I, I just want to say it's a par- it, it's a parody of Navi in that it's always like telling you like hey by the way you should know this but it never knows any of the answers no. right yeah. so it'll hover around something like Navi and it'll say come up and press A mm-hmm. to, so it's like oh this is something important I should go look at it but all Dot ever says is wow this thing is weird yeah. I wonder what it's for <laughs> yeah. I've never seen one of these before huh Don't I guess ask look me. around yeah. yeah I guess look around is yeah. that's perfect it's the game just being like by the way this Dot I, I'm Phil Fish just <laughs> yeah, yeah. waving to you being like this is very yeah. clearly in the voice of the developer. And there's a lot Love about it. Fez that makes you uh, think of Mario. There's like a lot of yeah. play to it. It's essentially like they are yeah. giving their praise to other games. And Zelda. Yeah. They have yeah. a, there's a there's a Zelda um like a like a, a fake Zelda poster at one point yep. in the game. At, at in, the, the, in the very first opening area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that that's that's one of the interesting things about it because the game, you know, the game was featured in this movie indie game the movie yep. and it's one of the, with Super Meat Boy and Braid. It's one of these like first uh, you know, one of these first indie games to break through, you know, and it's a little bit like, you know, it's almost like indie rock or something, whereas like in the 90s it meant something and now it's like, indie, what's an indie game? Like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it, 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 they're, hey, everything, you can buy everything on Steam. These things are right. all in the same place. So, um, so it's, so it's got a little bit of a, uh, it's interesting to think about it in that context. It also has this thing where it's very referential of, 90s games um, which is like to me that's almost like oh it's kind of passe now yeah, you know yeah. to see like you know Super Meat Boy is the same way where it's like oh yeah it's this thing you you know oh it's referencing tropes and stuff like that and to me when I play that sort of thing it's a little bit you know been there done that yeah um, the thing though that I look for is and this is one of the reasons Fez had such an Im- impact on me is like it's very easy to say Okay, we're gonna. When you open a chest, here's it's gonna sound a little bit like when you open a chest in Zelda. Yeah, like right. it's gonna be a similar type of song or whatever. That's easy to do. Yeah, plenty of games do that. What Fez does, um, and that what I love about this, you know, era in game design is, um, that he's thought about. What feeling did I like in games that yes, I played when yes. I was younger? Yeah. Let me reproduce that feeling in this game in a new way, mm-hmm. you know? And when I play a game like that, 
because I played the same game as um, you know Phil Fisher or whatever, because I because I I had that same uh, feeling. It's as though the game designer is wordlessly like reaching through time right. and like touching a you know an experience that I had when I was younger. Like it's a it's a very direct communication to like a very deep part of me. You know what I mean? Because no, these are absolutely. games that I played this is, as a, as this a is child. Exactly what I want to talk this about. Is yeah. Like this is a point of like the podcast where we're doing. We just don't want to talk about games. We're particularly picking people games that they're really passionate about. Yeah. So we can share with people that like games aren't just a thing. Most people are like, I'm gonna go play Call of Duty and shoot my yeah. friends. It's like, no. This really leaves an imprint on me. Like yeah. I go and I research more things about it. I yeah. want to learn. Like somebody sees Lord of the Rings or they see Game of Thrones, they read Game of Thrones. They're like, what else? What more? What more? Like it's attached to them. It's like their yeah. life. Yeah. So it's, it's part really of their cool. personality. It becomes a pillar of who yeah. they are. There's there's a part of me. First of all. The language thing. This is like this is the thing that I tell people because it's the biggest impact this game had on me. If you stuck a a, a new alphabet into a game like Destiny, I'd be like, I do not care. Right. Yeah. But I become I became so invested in, uh, yes. in Gomez and Fez and in the whole world that as soon as I realized I could decipher this thing, I was like, that's what I'm doing. Right. Um, I don't know how you deciphered it. Yeah. I deciphered it because I figured out which direction the language could be read in, um, top to bottom, uh, right to left, mm-hmm. and then I saw somebody in in the in the old village say two letters repeated twice in one word, and I was like, I can't think of a word that would start a sentence like that, but I can think of a lot of text messages that start with ha ha. And so I went and put those in as H and A, and oh, I was able wow. to decipher first two letter words because I got as and an, and like through a through a series of uh, of like trial and error and elimination. I was able to get all 26 letters from Ha That's great. Yeah, that's not great. not how the game was intended. Did, I figured you, out. No, well, no, actually, I think that might be it. Well, it, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to ask the developer, right? Because that's just like, uh, you know, that seems so hard, but it's, that's just like you know, like crypto quip, like yeah. the sort of like you know newspaper, <laughs> the newspaper, you know, decryption yeah, I got a game. Little, yeah, I got yeah. a little ring and a and a box yeah. of cracker yeah, jacks yeah. and I uh, figured out the language. Yeah, I did it through. The other thing that happens is there's a and this actually I had spoiled for me um uh, and i didn't mind i think i sort of actually mm, it was half spoiled for me so um the fox yeah here comes a spoiler uh if you guys don't want if you guys don't want something spoiled but i mean um, the whole game's been ruined (laughs) so there's a part there's a specific part of the game where there's a it's showing you some text Mm -hmm. and then um there's an image of a of a fox jumping over a dog over and over again me and and it's and then you look at you're like oh Oh, 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 because, because <laughs> if you look at the text, you can see how it goes, yep, you know, and the then quick. you translate. Oh my God, I got it! But I think the way that you did it is uh, just as valid, and I think is it could be that that's how we always intended. It. And then he was like, well, you know, what, let me let me put a code in somewhere. But you know? uh, for for people unsure of what just happened, the sentence reads: "The quick brown fox jumps, jumps over the lazy, lazy dog." I'm sorry, I didn't explain it. Yeah. Every single letter in the alphabet, yeah. so it gives you every letter. And I remember it wasn't that it was spoiled for me. It was just a friend doing, and this is the best type of tip, go back to this area and look Look again. Look around. Yeah, look around. The best. Um, I I thought that that was really great. I thought it was a little, you know, as far as puzzle design goes, a little, like, blunt and a little, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like a little bit inelegant. You know, I prefer, like, my my puzzles to be a little bit more, you know, elegant than that. But, But, yeah, once you have that, 
language, you then want to go to every single other part in the exactly. game and, and everything. translate really cool. it. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so much. <laughs> Should we eventually get to trivia? He's going to know all of it. He's going to know every single thing. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, jump let's in? jump into let's trivia. Just do, let's, let's just jump, jump into trivia. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, no, I, no, no don't be fantastic. sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love seeing people get so into video games because it crosses the line. It's no longer entertainment. It's something that stays with you. It's something yeah. that, like, that's awesome. It, I would say it haunts you, but it haunts you beautifully, <laughs> kind of the same way that disaster beats you. How well do you know your favorite video game? Yeah. And I get a sense pretty well. <laughs> so listen, the way this is going to work is it's just going to be a bunch of trivia questions. Yeah. Uh, lightning round style. I am so. just realizing that Fez is probably like the worst game to do trivia because you have to know so much about the game while you're playing the game. Yeah, Essentially, yeah. like this isn't like you meet an RPG where you meet so many characters that you're like, who's the oh, farmers? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there this were, might be more difficult to do. There were, there were tons of questions while we were making this that I was like, that's too convoluted, can't write that, can't write that, can't write that. <laughs> but we're just going to lightning round these questions, and uh, you'll have three seconds to answer each, and they're all definitely about Fez. Okay. Every yeah, single there's, one. There's totally Every not any one. that are not yeah, unrelated yeah, yeah. in any way, shape, or form, and it's not a comedic thing at all. So don't worry about it. They're all totally going to be about the game. Okay, how oh, well yeah. do you know your favorite video game? Question one. How many collectible artists Artifacts are there in the game? Uh, I believe just because I opened it today, I believe there's n- wait, there's either four or nine because it's a square. Three, there's- two, one. Four. Four, four is correct. <laughs> Question number two: What is the name of the four-dimensional hypercube that accompanies Gomez on his journey? Dot. It is dot. correct. Question number three: Gregory Peck won an Academy Award for his role in what motion picture? I hate movies. Um, <laughs> three. Uh, Fez. Is it called Fez? Is it close called Fez? to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> Question four: What is the name of the ancient civilization with a symbol-based alphabet? Oh, zoo. That's correct. Yeah. Question five: Cat person or dog person? A dog person. No, you're a human. Let's move on. Question number six. After the fez and the sunglasses, what is the third gift you can receive from the floating cube? The fez and the sunglasses. What is the third gift you can receive from the floating cube? I, I, oh, no, don't, 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 no, 3D glasses. Oh, oh, question I, I, number seven. What sunglasses were the 3D glasses? <laughs> you can get actual 3D glasses. Question okay. number seven. What's eight times seven? Uh, 56. He nice. got it. Question eight. In the game's standard ending, a distorted version of a song by which classical composer plays? Oh shit! In the game, oh, sorry, which ending? This, the standard one without everything. In the standard ending. Um, which uh, two? Tchaikovsky. Close. Chopin. 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 Oh, Question number nine. When a problem comes along, you must uh, whip it. Correct. Good, good. job. Good job. Good job. Question number ten. What musical <laughs> well, instrument does Gomez play? Uh, the drums. Correct. Correct. Question eleven. What's a guy got to do to get a drink around here? Yeah, uh, it's uh, thirteen dollars for an old fashioned. Purchase a the drink. drink. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. correct. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. Question 12. How long after its announcement was Fez 2 canceled? Uh, Like two weeks. One, <laughs> one month. One month. One month. That's yeah. pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know if he actually if started it was ever going no. to exist. <laughs> he yeah. was never on it. Uh, yeah. Question number 13. Last question. In one sentence, what is the deeper meaning of the game Fez? <laughs> um... 
three. Uh, it's about <laughs> it's about uh, enlightenment and uh, transcendence. No, I'm sorry. It was actually little hats, hats are funny. funny. Little, little hats, hats are, funny. are funny. It was the deeper meaning. <laughs> Thank of you so much, Adam. <laughs> scored very well, Adam. You yeah. scored very well. No Those are good questions. <laughs> All right, next next segment. Next segment. It's time for can you guess the name of the video game based on how somebody who doesn't play video games described the video game to us? <laughs> this okay. is my favorite. This is great. So Jesse's girlfriend, mm-hmm. who does not play video games, mm-hmm. uh, watches video game videos and then describes to you what it is, and you have to guess what game she's talking about. Okay. So we're going to give you a number of hints. Okay. Uh, Keith doesn't know uh, what these games are either. At least doesn't know what the first one is. Uh, after every hint, feel free to guess, and then okay. let's see if we can get it at any point. Are you ready for the first game? Yes. Okay. Hint number one. It's the one where you start in a Latin toilet room, right? <laughs> She asked me if it was right. That was a question. It was a question. <laughs> it's the one where you start in a Latin, a Latin toilet. Room. Yes. I mean, I, uh, deja vu for the NES. You start in a bathroom, but there's no way she'd be watching a video of that game. I don't when think you she would start in a Latin. To- is there? There's a hint on top of this. I mean, that was that the was hint. Just that's the, first the only hint. hint. No, no, no. There's more hints. Yeah, there's, we'll there's keep going. more for the same. If game. you don't know what it is, you can guess, and we can move on. Okay. Wait. I'm sorry, but is there? A, can I get a second hint? Is that a thing? No. Or so, no? so, so we have gonna... we have five hints for this one game all total. Feel free to guess after each hint. Okay. Give me another hint. Okay. <laughs> hint number two: the space UPS. Game. (laughs) The space space UPS game. You start in a Latin toilet room. I love this game so much. It's a space UPS game. Wait, um, uh, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a bad, I'm gonna give a guess. I know it's not right. I just played this game, Heat Signature, which you could describe as a space UPS game. Just came out. It's not, it's It's, not what it is. It's not that. It's not that. You're gonna, you're gonna find as the game goes along, there is an odd kind of logic to it. Um, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Question or hint number three: the auto tune HR lady follows you around (laughs) everywhere. The auto-tune HR lady. This is a uh, portal. Yes! Yay, yes! Portal! Very good. Nice. You start in a Latin toilet room, which yeah, is her yeah, listening. Yeah, you do. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 you do. You do. You do. Yes, you start in a bathroom, and it's playing like da 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 yeah. It's playing the Jonathan Colton song. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's the space UPS game because it's very futuristic, and you're moving boxes everywhere because oh, of the cubes. so good. That's great. She also says, I feel This is Portal like... 1, right? Yeah. yeah, this is Portal 1. She says, I feel like this is hell. You're in a never-ending series of creepy, tiled waiting rooms. Yeah. And then her fifth one was simply, this is why I hate cake. That's all she said. <laughs> this is why I hate cake. Are there more of these? Oh, There's two yeah. more. Great. All oh, this right. is so exciting. Want, this should be the whole show. I know. I know. It's so good. Fuck it, this, this, this show shouldn't be called New Players Joined. It should be Kristen Myers has fun. Can you edit Can you edit out the rest of this and we can just skip right to this part? I didn't want to tell you what we were going to do, but that's it. All right. This one has three hints. Hint number one. It's the Pirates of the Caribbean game where the moon is out. Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean game where the moon is out. Um, let's just say, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to need another, I'm just going to say Monkey Island. I know it's not. But... Oh, I love that game so much, and that's a good guess, but that is incorrect. Hint number two. The Angry Bleeding Sea Cow game. Angry Bleeding <laughs> Sea the angry bleeding sea cow game where the moon is out pirates of the <laughs> pirates of the caribbean angry bleeding sea cow no any other hint 
All right, last hint. This is the one that I think really gives it away and, and is also, it changed how I view this game completely. The one where C-3PO is a housewife with no legs. <laughs> wait, wait. I don't know if that helps. I don't know if that helped me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's like it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> the one where C-3PO uh, is a housewife with no legs. C-3PO is a <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean game. Well, hold on. The Pirates of the Caribbean game where the moon is out. Where the moon is out. Like so it's nighttime and you see the moon? Do you remember what happens in Pirates of the Caribbean when the moon comes out? Oh no! The uh, the the pirates turn to their true form, which is undead pirates. Oh, okay, okay. So pirates of the Caribbean, the moon is out, and then what's what's clue two? The angry bleeding sea cow game. (laughs) (laughs) He had to be asked what was that again. (laughs) And and then number three is a housewife with no legs. C three PO is a housewife. Is it Fallout Four? It's Fallout Four. Yes. Okay. I don't understand why the first. It's only because there's that robot the at the feral beginning. Feral ghouls. Of, the feral ghouls. Yeah. What are the angry? What are sea cows? Uh, oh, the cow has like two headed, and it looks like it's bleeding. I assume. There, it, there's I don't this remember creature, that. There's whenever you go to the ocean uh, in Fallout Four, there are these weird animal creatures that are. I forget what kind it is, oh. but she saw it once, and she was like, "That thing looks like it's bleeding. It's like this big, ugly sea cow. What is?" I this? never went to the ocean in Fallout Four. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I was only. I was only okay on Fallout Four. But yeah, there's the robot at the beginning Cotsworth, that's talking right. to you. Yeah, and that and that literally when you said it has no legs, that's what came to mind, but I couldn't I couldn't reconcile it with the other two clues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Don't when you ever said... worry about reconciling any of the other clues. That's not how it's gonna go down. Okay. I, I can't uh, give me another one. Oh, this Holy is Holy shit. Two for two. Yeah. Doing great, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. New game. First hint. Mm-hmm. It's the Angry Birds game, but then it's also clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Angry Birds game, but then it's, it's also Clue, like the board game. <laughs> Correct. Or uh, the movie, I don't know. Okay, okay, give me another one. I think, I think one. board game, though. Uh, it's the steampunk Tetris plumbing game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Angry Birds? Yeah. <laughs> steampunk And it's Tetris. Clue. Plumbing game, and it's also Clue. It's not World of Goo. No. No. Okay. All right. Number three. Last hint. If there was a city two hours outside of Pleasantville in the same alternate dimension as Back to the Future 2. There's a city (laughs) two hours outside of Pleasantville. Okay, give me all three clues again. I want to I get it. I want to get it. This is this is the one percent. We'll be so proud of you if you get it. It's the Angry Birds game, but then it's also Clue. It's the steampunk Tetris plumbing game. If there was a city two hours outside of Pleasantville in the same alternate dimension as Back to the Future Two. Is it, I mean, is this a? 
Uh, he doesn't want to ask for another hint because he's, he's worried we're going to say, just look down. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, is there another hint? No. no. There's a... there's not. I could try and do it in her no. voice, but it wouldn't be nearly doesn't as make, good. No, you there, know the game is, too well. Is it a puzzle game? Is it like, no, no. it's not a puzzle game at all. It's not, not at all. Puzzle game. Give me a, just give me a give me a platform. What platform I would say take in consideration what she means by the people in the game seem like they're from Clue. Or they're no, that's not what she meant. Is that what she that's meant? Not what she or meant. Pleasantville oh. of like Pleasantville, who they are like mentality. I would think think of a think of um, a famous setting that you would describe as either um, as a mix between Pleasantville and Back to the Future Two. Pleasantville, Back to the Future Two. So, uh, I don't know, a famous. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, so it, it's like a futuristic. It's like a futuristic, like utopia, dystopia, like everything. It's future, but everybody's all straight laced or something. You're getting close. Come on, you're getting close. This sounds like Fallout again. No. <laughs> Is it also Fallout? No. 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 <laughs> Three, two, one. What is it? Bioshock. Oh, Bioshock. Oh. Let's go through and explain what happened. The Angry Bird game, because whenever you're seen on cameras, these flying guns that tweet come out at you. Uh, what? The flying guns that There's tweet? There's these machines that come out when you're spotted by a camera that shoot you, and they yeah. make this tweeting noise. Oh, okay. And so she was like, those birds are angry because they're yeah. shooting you. But then it's Got also it. Clue, because when she was watching, I was playing with the melee weapon, the wrench. Uh. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was like how they dressed and stuff no, like that. The Pleasantville. Yeah. Pleasant, Pleasantville, because it's a 1950s uh, libertarian dystopia yeah. that also was futuristic under the sea. Yeah. Um, also, Back to the Future has an under the sea prom theme, so maybe she was doing something with that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then the Steampunk Tetris pl- uh, plumbing game. Steampunk's an obvious one. Tetris plumbing game, because the way you unlock vaults in, ah. Steam- in, uh, in Bioshock is the plumbing game where you have to make the water flow all yeah. the way through. Yes. Yeah. Uh, move on to the final segment? Yeah, final yeah, segment. Ooh. We ask all of our uh, all of our guests the same five questions, None all of, of which are, again, all of, they're totally original. Not taken from TV None shows. None of them are taken from a famous Any, TV show. Nothing like that. Anything. <laughs> uh, so final five. Question one. If you could be any video game character, who would you be and why? He's doing drugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was character. Adam Conover snorting all the cocaine we had in studio. Well, I just started thinking about the fact that in many games you're a, you're a silent protagonist who is yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh. You could be Chrono. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for instance, one of my favorite things about I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your your question. I'm gonna answer it my own way. <laughs> <laughs> just because it, just because it links to something else that I like right. um uh it, that we and that we talked about earlier in the mist games one of the things I think is cool in the very first one there's this there's this book on the ground mm-hmm. right that's the that's how it opens you walk up to it you open the book and then your cursor which becomes a hand you press on it and then you appear there and the guy is is like oh hello you found my book right yep. so the idea of that whole series is that the player is literally you not like you're inhabiting right. a pirate or whatever right. or like you you You've are discovered Link. the book you 
literally the person you have gone and discovered the book and and are affecting the world. And I think that I think that's pretty I think that's pretty cool. And I like that. I like that about it. It, it causes some problems storytelling wise, but I think it's pretty neat. <laughs> so this is um, Adam Conover picking himself over every single video game character ever you created. Could, <laughs> you could be a superhero. <laughs> Fuck you all. I'm Adam fucking Conover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 that's as opposed to in The Witness where I think that you are literally playing Jonathan Blow. So, yeah. I, you I, are. You unplugged from him and you are yeah, playing him. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I believe so. All right. Adam Conover would be Adam Conover. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. If you could get rid of one game in video game history, what would it be? It could be a franchise too if you want. Oh, yeah. shit. Man, that's really. T- Here's the thing: I want to honor these questions too much because I think the I think it's a good question. Like you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, fuck! I really want to. I really want the right answer to this. Yeah, question. You really want to make a meal out of this which, shit. Which game would I remove? Like, so it would be a game that I would that I feel has had a detrimental impact. That's correct on the history of video games, or just on you personally. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Still doing a lot of drugs over here. <laughs> just mainlining that puzzle solving. I'm just thinking. I mean, well, the problem is I'm only thinking about like, I'm only thinking about uh, uh, Bioshock um, uh, <laughs> because we were just talking about it and what and what I think the what I think the issues are. You know, there's a certain like type of game that is like you know very. Uh, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> It's just because it gives me an opportunity to talk about like a sort of like shitty genre of game. Um, There's a type of game in the early 2000s that was before AAA games were capable of being like interesting art, but they were kind of pretending to be because Mm -hmm. of how like edgy and like weird they are. Yeah. And so the the type of game I'm thinking about is like American McGee's Alice. Did you ever play American (laughs) McGee's Alice? Oh, is this like a horror horror game? This was by American McGee. This guy's real name was like a level designer at id or something. Like like worked on Quake or something like that. And so it's, this was like a big game in like 2002. Um, And it's like, it's like, Alice in Wonderland, but everything's like fucking weird. It's like, it's like so it's Alice like, in Wonderland. Yes, it's, that's the fucking problem. But it's like Alice is actually insane, and she's in a mental institution, and you're inside of her uh, mind. Yeah, that's kind of one of what? the readings you could have taken anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's and it's very much like. It's like, what if Alice in Wonderland were done by a shitty Tim Burton knockoff? I was going to say, it's Which M. Night Shyamalan's like, Alice yes. in Wonderland. Yes, so exactly. It, but, so and like, so the Cheshire Cat is like, I'm evil. And like, yeah, you, know, you are. Isn't that in what the Al- books? Isn't, isn't that literally what Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland yes, is? Yes. Like, that's exactly what it Go looks like. Go watch Close from this game. It's so fucking stupid. And then it's just a bad, <laughs> and it's just a bad 3D platformer, but it's got this thing of like, whoa. Another game in the same category that I think of that I played around the same time was the original Max Payne. Oh, Okay. Um, okay. It was so like, you know, like, oh, like, I'm a fucking drunk, weird guy. <laughs> and then there's like, oh, um, I hope it's got, that's how the game uh, got pitched. <laughs> I'm in my own. Uh, there are like parts where you're like, he's it, you're in your own nightmares and your like dead baby is screaming at you. And it, it's like, it's like so overwrought. It should just be called, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's so, it's so dumb smart, you know, uh, which is another thing. Yeah, there's good, bad, there's dumb smart. Um, and, <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, that's a whole strain of you know game that that sort of you know I Good, feel bad, like that I would like to eliminate that part. You know, just like be just like be a fucking video game you know like if you're if yeah. you're gonna if you're if you can't make something that's good don't try yeah. just make something regular that we can all enjoy on a normal <laughs> level does that make sense no, yeah, that totally, totally makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, man, hit it up question three if you were to make up a video game title for your life what would it be oh <laughs> <don't>, uh, a <laughs> video game it was title. it oh <laughs> <laughs> um uh I think I like to think I would be sort of like a, um like a Cubert type. <laughs> <laughs> a Cubert type. Cubert. That's the title. A Cubert uh, type. Well, uh, I don't yeah. know Pac-Man. Cubert. <laughs> Cubert uh, three. Let's say that's the title. Cubert three. You've named your life after a video game that does exist. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah. I was just. I want to be like sort of like an abstract character. <laughs> Jumping around like a weird, a weird nonsense world, you know, <laughs> it's like, bonk, you know, etc. Uh, I think that would be like a really early arcade game. Yeah, that's that would be my choice. Hubert three. Oh my god, Hubert sorry, three. that threw me. It took me a second. I needed. Uh, what one aspect of video game life do you wish was true in real life? Oh, um, uh. What aspect of video game life do I wish was true in real life? Um, uh, I wish that um, it were acceptable when you're in like an office building to go into all the bathrooms and flush all the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want to fly. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. That's it's not even like that weird in all the weird things. Like, like it's not even that he wants to be able to do it. He just right. wants to be socially like, acceptable. Not, not like I want to go smash pots in like somebody's store. No, no. I just think it's funny. I love that trope where you could go into the bathroom and you like when you go into the bathroom in, in a video you game, just flush you, them all. you open all the stalls yeah. every time, and then you can and then it's always a question like did they are they going to let you flush the toilet or not like, that's so if i that's, press if i press e am i going to hear a flush sound that's the smartest dumbest thing you've said so far <laughs> that's the best smart dumb i've heard in a long that's time great. man you, that is you. terrific uh final question oh, oh. and uh we again completely original. we don't we don't steal, we don't we don't steal, steal things from people <laughs> if heaven exists okay what would you like to hear god say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates is this is this from a TV show? No, no, definitely not. We don't steal. Things. It's definitely not from a famous interview show starring James Lipton. Oh, okay, I got it. Sorry. I was like, I was like, well, you guys really set it up, but I didn't get the reference. So I don't think anybody ever does. Nobody ever gets. It, but I still like. So it. Nobody watches Lipton. You know, is what I'm. What what a guy what what a guy say. What what a guy say. What what a guy say. So I'm up in heaven. A guy says. <laughs> Uh, Immediately Adam uh, got drunk. <laughs> so God says to me, I go up there and he says, what's he say? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'd like him to say, I'd like him to say, hey, you had enough sex, you know? <laughs> you were genuinely worried. He's like, hey, you fucked enough, you know? Like, I, I always worry that like I don't fuck enough, you know? Like, uh, like are other people fucking more than me? What if that's the only thing? Just you and a line of people, you get to the front and goes, "Hey, you fucked enough." You walk and you just hear him go, 
too much, <laughs> not enough, yeah, a exactly. little bit short. Exactly. <laughs> I want to know I did it. I want to know I did it right. I, I think I wanted to be like on the percentage, like eighty percent of it was good fucking. Yeah. Like twenty yeah. percent of it was awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no in between. I wanted to say you were right to quit Destiny Two. There you go. There you go. There you go. Bring I it think, back. I think we can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just two guys with the podcast. Yeah. Okay, Adam. Uh, that about wraps up the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No Thank problem. You so um, much for being here. Is there anything? Well, there's two things. Is yeah. there anything you want to plug? Mm-hmm. And then, more importantly, yeah. what's your favorite place to eat? It doesn't have to be in LA. <laughs> it could literally be like <laughs> so anywhere. Many questions. Um, uh, I. Uh, uh, Excuse me. I uh, I would like to plug. Uh, I uh, I stream on Twitch a fair bit, so people yeah. can follow me on that. Um, uh, Twitch TV slash Adam Conover, um, and you you know watch my show on True TV. Adam ruins everything, which and is terrific, by the way. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I my favorite place to eat is there's a place called uh, Sean Famous Foods in New York. You know mm-hmm. Sean Famous yes. Foods? I love it, and I love that you so pronounce good. it correctly because yeah. everybody says Gion, and they don't have that as a sound. <laughs> In oh, that really? language, I didn't know that. Uh, Chion Famous Foods. There's a oh, do you, few. Do you them. say Chion? That's what I was told. Is what were you saying? I say Chion, but I, you're I, probably I, saying it correctly. I, I, I don't know that I am. I, I just sort of. I don't even know where I got sh- the sh- sound from. We. But. Um. I remember because uh, I used to work at Funny or Die, and it was down the street from us. Uh, yeah. Because there was one on Thirty Fourth Street. And one of the guys who worked with us gave us a, a lesson in pronunciation. And then apparently I forgot it. <laughs> yeah. No, you could be right. Um, yeah, really great, really great, like, uh, uh, noodles. And, and what, what, what what region is it from? It's from um, uh, other – or it's oh, maybe Shan. It's from the, yeah. the, the province is Shan. Yeah, it's from yeah, northern, northern China, Chinese food, right? Get, get the F5, the spicy lamb dumplings and broth. It's really, I remember it's that. Really, I've, <laughs> eaten there, I've eaten there hundreds of times, and I'm going to New York in a week, and, and I'll be uh, eating there when I do uh because that's that's yeah my uh yeah one of my favorite it's foods. a terrific place yeah awesome and it is that's fez that's adam conover that's, that's jesse famous foods that's keith this has been <laughs> new player is joined thank you thank guys you so guys. much thank you so much goodbye Bye.